Holsebus Rockford. All right, everybody, we are live here at Holsebus Rockford Chiropractic. I'm Dr. Josh Bourbon, and today we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, sport of the season, which is golf. So uh, we're going to go through a little bit of a little bit of a warm up, a little bit of a kind of test how your joints and your movement patterns are going. Um, so it'll be a little bit of a follow along. I'll do my best to describe the movements that I'm doing uh, for those that are just listening on the podcast. Um, so then uh, from there, we're going to go into sort of what you can be feeling during a round, um, what would maybe stop you from uh, making certain movements or uh, certain swings or shots during a round. If you're feeling something that's a little funny, we'll show you how to recognize that and just keep yourself safe. Then for after the round, uh, we'll go through a little bit of a little bit of a routine to kind of make sure you're limbered up and won't be sore the next day, um, pending everything else being okay. Um, as we go throughout, we're going to relate a little bit of the, the movement to um, kind of our bread and butter, which is chiropractic. So a lot of it relates as far as the difference between a motion unit and a movement pattern. Um, try not to get too heavy into the lingo, but uh, I'm sure we'll follow along just fine. So uh, first thing we're going to do, we're just going to start at the top. So the, the neck is a really important and sometimes not thought of area of the body that's really important in the golf swing. Um, as we are looking down at the ball, we need to have good mobility, not just in rotation, but in flexion and extension to be able to turn our body underneath our head without our head coming up. I think every golf instructor and every dad in the world has told you to keep your eye on the ball and keep your head down, you know, so you can see the ball. So as we're going through our golf swing, our head has to stay down. As we turn away from the golf ball, our head needs to stay in place. And right up until that impact, our head stays down. So to check that, to check the mobility of our, of our neck, we're going to turn to the side. And then we're also going to flex our chin down. And if you notice, this right here is the same position as the back of our uh, backswing, okay? And then the same thing, we're going to turn as the finish of our downswing and bring our chin down to our collarbone, or our clavicle, and that's the end of the follow-through. Now, if you have trouble with turning or touching your chin down to your, to your collarbone, that's an indication that... There's a movement pattern of the neck and probably a motion unit between two vertebra or more that are keeping us from making that full movement, okay? So a good thing to do for uh, as far as just stretching on your own is just doing the test, really. So you can start by just bringing your chin down and tucking and feeling that pull, that tug on the back of our neck. And then you can also complement that motion by looking up high. And then what that does is it compresses and stretches on the back of the neck, but also a little bit on the sides. Now, what we can do as well is we can turn our neck side to side and just really a couple seconds hold and then do a couple times each way as a little bit of a mobility. The last thing we do is part of the coupled motion of rotation and flexion, it's side flexion. So just bringing the ear down to the opposite shoulder and then doing the same thing to the other side. And if you noticed a little bit of difference between how far you can bend one way and the other, it's another indication that there's probably a misalignment or a subluxation in that cervical spine, which we can take care of at the, at the clinic with a, with a chiropractic adjustment. Okay. 
All right, so the next area we're gonna work on is we're actually gonna move, we're gonna kind of skip the torso. We're gonna kind of surround it by these areas that we're gonna warm up because it's a little bit easier to warm up these two areas and then the torso is just kind of along for the ride. Um, other things, I'll get to the torso kind of in the cool down. So I don't want you to think we're throwing away the rotation of the swing, but the other uh, dealing with the neck and the pelvis are really effective, especially with a warm up. Okay, for this next stretch, um, we're going to stretch what's called the psoas muscle. Now, the psoas muscle actually attaches on the front of the uh, the bottom of the thoracic spine and the top of the lumbar spine. And it goes all the way down to inside your pelvis. And what it does is when it's short, it'll actually pull your spine forward and create a lordosis, okay, or, is, or an excessive lordosis of the low back. Now, the problem with that is before we get into the stretch, just so we kind of put some why to this, is if my spine is neutral and I'm going through the motion of the swing, I can have full range of motion. However, if I have too much lordosis or too much curve in my low back, I'm locked up there and I cannot perform that rotation because there's no room for my hips to turn. So in order to make sure that we can make that turn, we want to make sure that that psoas muscle is nice and loose, nice and warm, and able to get out of the way to allow your body to turn. Okay. Now for this stretch, if you want to use something to balance, especially if you're on the golf course, uh, you know, first thing in the morning, you know, use, use that club to balance. What we're going to do is we're going to get into the half kneel or half lunge position. If you want to, you can get into half kneeling, like if you're at a gym or at home beforehand, and you can get all the way down to a knee if you would like. For today, we're just going to stand as if you're on the golf course. So the psoas that we're stretching is going to be the back leg. So we're going to balance on that side. And the position you want to get in, you want both toes pointed straight forward, both feet pointed straight forward. What you're gonna do is kind of balance your torso right in the middle of your stance. And then what you're gonna do is you're going to tuck your pelvis backwards. So it should feel like your belt buckle is getting closer to your xiphoid process. So basically we're kind of crunching in here. What that does is it sets the pelvis angle so we know we're actually stretching the right muscle. Okay, and you'll definitely feel it. The difference between stretching like this and stretching like this is pretty, pretty obvious. Okay. So again, with this one, what we want to do is get in the position. We want to tuck that belt buckle up. We're just going to sink into the position until we feel that pull and you'll feel it right underneath where your belt is right before you get to the top of your thigh. Okay. You're going to feel it right in here. And once we get in that position, all we're going to do is we're going to take some breaths in and out through the nose. So we're going to breathe in and out. And you're going to do that about three times. So when you're breathing specifically through your nose, you're engaging the diaphragm, it drops down and it actually opens up the space where that muscle is, is seated, okay? And same thing on the other side. I'm gonna do it just so I don't feel off center. But again, both, both feet pointed straight forward. You can bend that back knee if you want, just a little bit if you want. And we're really kind of sinking down here, pulling the belt buckle up, using the club for balance. Take that breath in. And out, and there you go. So that one, again, you can do about three, four times just with the
pressure to form and putting stretch on that psoas muscle. Okay. All right. Now, the last one that we want to do is actually um, a little bit of a kind of a proprioceptive exercise. I'm going to show you a portion of it. And um, I think we have, you can see my feet in the shot there. Don. Okay. So I'm just going to explain this one. I'll just kind of give you a, give you a visual here. But <clears throat> what we're going to do is you're going to stand on one leg. Okay. If you want something to balance, you can use the club, but it's better if you don't. We want you to balance there. What we're warming up now is our ankles. Okay, the ankles and the feet form the foundation of the golf swing. All the energy from the, you know, from the ground force all the way up through the end of the swing starts down in the feet. So you have to have a nice stable base. So what we do with this one that I'll explain is we're going to start on the left leg, balanced on the left leg. So again, you can just have your hands to the side. What you're going to do is we're going to do a series of kicking with the bottom leg. Now they're pretty, pretty frequent kicks. And we just time it for about 10 seconds. We're going to go forward. We're going to go out to the side. We're going to go backwards and across the center. And then you're going to switch legs and you're going to do the same thing. What you're going to feel is the leg that's not doing the kicking. The stabilizing leg is really going to start to warm up. So it's going to turn on those stabilizing muscles in the hips. It's going to turn on the stabilizing muscles in the ankles and in the bottom of the, uh, bottom of the feet. So you're really going to feel it. This one's good to do whether you have shoes on or not. Again, these all can be done on the golf course right before you tee off if you didn't do a workout before you played, which a lot of us don't. Okay? All right. So those are the three things to do for top, middle, and bottom as far as a golf warm-up. They're really great. They'll get you ready to go. You'll at least be able to stand over that first shot and feel pretty confident that you're going to move and not hurt. Okay. Now, when we're going through, um, actually, we can pause. Are there any questions on the on the warm up yet? So we don't have any questions yet. So we're going to move on to during the round and things you can you can kind of maybe you're feeling some pain or a twinge or this or that. Okay. And here's some strategies on what to do to finish your round because we all want to you know, finish the round and get to the, you know, get to lunch or whatever, but we want to continue on playing, especially if we're with a group. Okay. So a couple things that, that happen, um, you know, fairly frequently, you know, the hip and the knee, um, tend to, if you turn over or you shifted your weight wrong or something like that, they tend to hurt. The other thing that happens, which is going to have the same strategy. So I'll go over it as well is the back shoulder can, twinge or kind of catch, uh, you know, it's a really common one with, uh, you know, with, with some people. So with all of those instances, what you can do is there's two things you can do. You can shorten the swing and then, um, just change the, 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 the length of the swing. That's basically all you're going to do. So instead of making a full turn, you can shorten that turn and what it, and then what you do is you transfer the weight a little bit more. So there's a little bit more of that lateral movement. So again, this is not something to do, you know, to fix everything, but this is if you are out of your normal swing rhythm because something hurt, you shorten that swing and you add that transfer of weight in order to get the club to the ball with the same efficiency as if you had the full turn. Okay. Now, along with that, being able to get that full turn. So let's say it was more the hip or even the knee. Another strategy there is to take that lead foot and turn it out and actually allow your body to step through in the follow through because it will take that torque out of that lead hip 
and allow you to continue on and actually create that force after the swing because all your energy is going forward. The only thing that stops it is that front hip and everything that, that connects below it. So if you can stop that force from loading into that whole front side, it'll relieve a lot of that, lot of that pain that you're feeling. Now, if any of this is happening every time you play, and it, you have to use pain mitigating factors in order to do that, there's something else going on. Um, a lot of times it might be just a, you know, a, a motion problem with the joint. Um, sometimes we can, we can help you even at the chiropractic clinic, but it may be something a little bit more serious, which we're trained to detect as well. So it's always good to ask if something like this is bothering you. It's always good to ask one of the doctors here, what, what can I do from here? Because a lot of times we can help. Even if we can't, we know who can. So we'd be happy to help you out with that. Okay. Now, moving on. After the round, I like to use this little guy. So this is a foam roller. A lot of you have probably seen this at the gym or, you know, maybe you have, maybe you have one at home or you maybe seen it on a, you know, some kind of infomercial or something like that. Uh, this foam roller has actual waves in it that allow us to kind of target muscles a little bit more specifically. So I like to use it because I can roll out my thoracic spine, which I told you we were going to get to, um, on this. And I like to do it actually before and after the round. And when I'm rolling on something that has the cutouts here, it doesn't put that point pressureness on the spinous processes of the spine. So it's a way more comfortable. And it also gets those paraspinal muscles that are really tough to get into. Um, you know, if you've, if you've ever had a massage before, they're super tight, right? Especially right up by the shoulders. You can get up there nice and comfy with something like this. Um, the brand is Rolga. It's R-O-L. It's R-L-L-G-A. You can look them up. I think they probably sell them on Amazon. But um, the first thing I do when I'm, when I'm done after my round is I grab the roller I put it just, just above my lower back, and then I lay on my back and I roll back and forth just from my shoulders to right here. And what that does, it really opens up those paraspinals, even gets into the muscles that go between the ribs um, and the muscles right under the, right under the shoulder blades, the scapulas, and it really kind of works them out. Now, that prevents cramping. It prevents getting tight afterwards because you've used all those muscles for, those, for the holes that you just played. And they're going to be tired no matter what. So if you do some rolling, that energy, those minerals that are in the muscles, they will spread out. They'll be nice and even. So that way, all that built up, you know, the lactic acid, all those built up materials will kind of spread out and you won't have that cramping. The next area I like to roll is right where we stretched early on, uh, you know, with the, with the, the kneeling position. So with with any roller, you can use the corner of the roller to really dig into this area. So you have to be on your belly on the floor and allowing that roller to really dig in there. Now, this one can be a little bit uncomfortable, so you have to ease into it, but you can do the same thing that we did with the stretch, which is get in the position until you feel that muscle get engaged on the roller and then just breathe. So two or three big breaths in and out through the nose on each side should be really good as a cool down, especially a cool down. You don't need to do a whole bunch. If you want to add that into the warm up, you can. Again, if you're at home, you can do that. But that's a really, really good one. Okay. And then after the roll of the, of the hips, I also like to do that same stretch again, which we already went through. Okay. Very good. 
The other area that um, I like to get into is into the shoulders and underneath the kind of underneath the armpit area that can really get tight because as we turn, that's what's stabilizing, pulling that shoulder down, allowing us to turn and kind of stay compact and make really good contact, which I'm sure if you have a teaching professional, they talk about keeping those arms together, keeping the shoulders down and low through impact. So those muscles are tired because they've been working that whole time because you've been really working on your swing. So that's a good idea to, to roll in there. And I like to do the stretch that everybody does with the golf cart. And you grab the, the edge of the golf cart and you kind of lean back. So you can do that in a doorway. You can do that with the golf cart. Um, you can do it with a pull-up bar. If you got one at home, you just grab up high, you sit your weight back. And just like with those other hip stretches, you can sit back, feel the stretch, take those breaths, your rib cage opens up and it really puts a good stretch on those lat muscles right underneath the shoulder and in between the ribs. So those are real good exercises to do afterwards. Um, and again, if you're experiencing pain, you know, like real pain. And that lasts after the round, every time you play, or it lasts for a couple days after the round, that's an excellent time to give uh, the chiropractors at Holson Bush Rockford Chiropractic a call, get in, let's take a look. We'll see what's going on. You might have, you know, there's probably a misalignment or subluxation, and there might be some other associated muscle sorenesses that we can give you really good strategies if they're persisting for more than a couple of days. And that's kind of our rule of thumb when it comes to doing an activity that you generally like that generally shouldn't cause you pain, but it's causing you pain this time. So that's, that's typically the, uh, you know, the, the, uh, process there. So, all right, doc, do we have any, any questions there? Okay. All right, guys. What's that? Okay. All right. All right, guys. Very good. Well, um, as you know, we're, we're going to be up on, on YouTube and uh, Facebook and let's see what else and LinkedIn and Instagram and on the blog page will also be up and this will be all on audio too and in, in uh, podcast form. So all those platforms, you can leave a comment and we'd be happy to answer any questions if you're seeing this after our live feed. So go ahead and give it a watch again, share it around. You know, I'm sure you have people in your foursome that could benefit just as much to your warm up, and at least maybe they can join in with you so you don't feel so silly. I know sometimes, you know, I play golf with guys and they kind of laugh at me until I'm not hurting after the round. So it's totally okay to be the odd one out, but then when you beat them, they'll, they'll ask what you're doing. So uh, go ahead and share it around, leave a comment. We'll answer them as quickly as we can, and uh, we'll see you out there on the golf course. Thank you.